0: Hari Om, Sri Guru There was a city where the king was horrendous. He ruled like a tyrant. The people felt very suffocated under him, and they felt cheated, for he looted their wealth and used it for his own selfish pleasures. And so, when this king finally died, the people were so relieved and didn't want to ever be in a situation where they were under such a tyrant for a long period of time. They came up with this system where anyone could be the king and for five years that person would rule but after five years no matter what they would be kicked out of the kingdom and somebody else will take over. When the system was established A man on the street was thrilled that even he had the opportunity to become king and so he applied. And when he got the position, overjoyed, he started throwing so many parties that he's now the king and he has this power. And naturally, enjoying himself, he went from one party to another to another and he spent all his time enjoying and indulging and showing off this wealth and using it just for his own pleasure. Naturally the people once again thought thank goodness this king's only here for five years He's doing absolutely nothing for us just wasting our wealth like the old king and when the five years were over They very unceremoniously kicked him out of the kingdom The boatman who was ferrying him from this shore to whichever island that he had to go to took immense joy in describing the horrible creatures that were there in that island and the ex-king being very scared of now what would happen to him was petrified to the point that when he reached the shores, the animals didn't even have to try very hard to hunt him and eat him for their dinner. The second king came along, having heard the story of the first king being exiled and eaten by animals, was scared from day one. And over a period of time, he developed high blood pressure, cholesterol, he developed so many neuroses and ended up having to be on medication. So stressed the entire five years, and so busy trying to heal himself from the stress, that he wasn't really able to rule the kingdom well either. And so once again, five years were over, and he was unceremoniously kicked out. He being so scared, when he sat on the ferry, the boatman only had to talk about how ferocious the creatures were, he jumped out of the boat and died being eaten by crocodiles and sharks in the water. The third king came along, and not to prolong the story too much, but he very happily lived the first three lives, like the first king, he enjoyed, he indulged, he was extravagant. And then the second two years, he realized, wait a minute, I'm running out of time, and got very, very stressed. He too lost his five years without doing much at all. The fourth king, he was very different. The fourth king seemed to rule with intelligence and grace. He used to look into absolutely every part of what was needed, the schooling, the hospital, the streets, the infrastructure the economy, and people loved how much care and attention he paid. And the city grew and became efficient. People were much happier with their jobs and the infrastructure in the city. And when his term came to an end, people didn't want to see him go. In fact, they didn't want to kick him out at all. They were wondering, should we amend this five-year rule? But this king was very happy to go. The boatman had created this lovely ritual where he enjoyed scaring the king every time the king got onto the boat. And so he started with describing the teeth of the animal on the island and describing how wild everything is there and how difficult it would be for the king to live in this island. And the king the whole time said, really? Mm -hmm. Oh. And the boatman thought, how is he not scared? This is no fun at all. And as he got closer to the island, the boatman was extremely surprised, for when he looked up, what used to be a jungle, now looked like a beautifully manicured garden. And then in the middle of it all stood a majestic palace. And the king looked at the boatman and said, I knew what would happen at the end of five years. I planned ahead. And so the king had, in the first year itself, sent the army to this island to be able to make it safe, remove all the creatures, or at least push them far away. In the second year, he sent builders to be able to start creating the roads and the homes and the pipes. In the third year, he sent designers. And by the fourth year, things were coming together beautifully. And in this little island, he had created a city far better than the one he had left. The boatman, seeing how beautiful this was, was tempted to stay here rather than go back. Fuji-Guru Dev Swami Chinmayananda used to narrate this story every single time he taught Bhajagavindam. And in fact, the story has become so popular that pretty much every person who's heard it from him will repeat it. He uses it as a way of describing how we live our lives. The first king, following the principle of eat, drink and be merry, squanders away his time accomplishing nothing much at all. The second king, being stressed and scared, again, the time passes without him enjoying the moment, being scared of what's going to be. The third king is what most of us do, majority of mankind, womankind, enjoy the first half of their life and then towards the tail end suddenly become aware of there's not much time left. Very few are as wise as the fourth king. When we know something is inevitable, we plan for it as best as we can and be prepared when it does come and even though Bajang Govindam talks about how incredibly uncertain life is like that drop of water on the lotus petal we don't know what's going to come next but we are certain that what has a beginning will end and so we can prepare for the end that we're going to face in what our life is at the moment. What it comes afterwards, we're not quite sure. But all great masters tell us that we create our future through our present. And so the way we live our lives now, the actions we do, the choices we make, the thoughts we think, design and create what we will be able to experience later, whether it be in this body, in this lifetime or not. And so Gurudev would explain in the very limited time we have, why not try to attain the unlimited? In the uncertainty that we face, why not try to find that which is certain? Behind everything that changes, there's a changeless substratum. And so if in this life we focus a little bit on that which is changeless, we planning ahead, for when that eventual change comes that we call death, we have the changeless to hold on to. We can enjoy this life, we can grow in this life, but never forget we have to plan for what comes after. Or in another way of saying it, never forget that there's something deeper within us that will continue even after this body falls away And so when we know that which is deeper within us, when the body falls away, it's not that devastating. Think about it. For more information on Chinmaya Mission, visit our website, chinmayamission.com. For all the young adults out there to know about our upcoming activities at the nearest Chinmaya Mission Center, visit us at chinmayayuvakindra.org. And for all our parents and teachers listening, please visit chinmayakids.org for an interactive experience of spirituality on a digital platform. Spellings of the website are provided in the description field of the podcast.